Hello and welcome to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and talk about strange things that make the world go round. We have been spoiling you for the last year with monthly, not with weekly um, episodes, but we have switched back to monthly. And this is the first Friday of April and we are going to be coming to you the first Friday of every month. And as a result, I, Stephen, it's been quite a while since we've talked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I talked, I talked on a, you know, quote unquote face to face. I guess WhatsApping does WhatsApp count now? Is there a hierarchy of interaction? Like, if you do, if you send a tweet, or you reply to a tweet, is it the same as like DMing somebody on Twitter? Is it the same as WhatsApping? You know, or if you do that stupid thing now where everyone just forwards silly things, like are you are you in contact in any major sense? Is there a hierarchy of I would say there's a hierarchy with meeting in human form face to face, which is so rare, being at the absolute uh, apex pinnacle. Yeah. And then it's it's a sliding scale. Uh I think a direct message to a person is or phone calls possibly next. Phone calls, yeah. Yeah. Then a, a text or a WhatsApp directly to someone. Um, maybe, a, 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 you know, on a little bit of a par with that will be an email or a, or a, t- or a DM on some social media, mm. a reply to a tweet will be now and again. And then I kind of go with, um, replying to a thread that somebody is in. Oh, there you are. There you mm. are. Right. That. There you go. So, so now we've, we've, we've now enumerated Blake's taxonomy of, uh, <laughs> uh, internet closeness. So there you go. Sure, there's a bit of there's a bit of human contact in there as well. Actual. That's an output. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Okay. You Hope go. you enjoyed the episode, everyone. And out. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely. Well, look, I'm obviously you know stepping into new fields and developing what did you call it? A taxonomy. Taxonomy. Yeah. yeah. So you are also stepping into new fields. You have you you've often spoken this podcast that you are not somebody who necessarily has a lot of hobbies true um and so you have recently developed a hobby yeah so i mean i think it's come a part about us like just part of this podcast um so define a hobby is something that that's not in any way correct connected to your job or your or your you know your family duties you know so, so you don't get paid to do the uh to do the dishes but it's not a hobby you know, no. um, and you, you, you know, you can't call hanging out with your kids a hobby, even though it's very, very pleasurable. It's not, not, it's not the same thing. So something that's not work or kids, I've never had really like ever. So I've always just worked and it's, it's been fine. You know, I like work, but, but, uh, I think it's just, it, it's, it's more just been talking with you, um, and maybe it's just the age I'm coming to or something. So I just decided to, to, search for hobbies um uh with which is with some buddies of mine and um you know it's very difficult to, to search for hobbies when <laughs> you're the in world, a lockdown the world is shut down <laughs> i think i'll go learn how to play golf no steve you won't uh, <laughs> oh i think i'll i think i'll take up windsurfing guess what also no so it has to be something so i, I kind of the criteria i found myself sort of exploring was like what is analog because my whole life is digital okay so it has to be something that's like essentially based around 
pens, paper, something like that. Mm-hmm. What is something where I can reach out to people and communicate with them? Uh, what is something where if I don't do it, it doesn't matter. And I only do it when I feel like it. And I never do it out of any other thing than I feel like doing it now. Um, so I came across this, uh, well, a friend of mine, a, a friend of mine does this, it's part of it's his hobby. And um, there's this website called Post Crossing. Okay. And what Post Crossing is, is you uh, sign up for this website and there's loads of websites like this, but you sign up for the website and it says, I would like to receive pod, uh, um, 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 podcast in postcards. Mm-hmm. Um, from people all around the world. And in exchange, I will send a postcard. So if you send a postcard to someone, you sign up for the site, they send you a, an address, you know, uh, Anne Blake, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And then you you send it off. And then after you've sent one, you get one from somebody. And so I've already got one. And it's, where is it? Where is it? Jesus. Well, I'll find it in a minute. Anyway, um, it's back there somewhere on this pile of junk. Okay, so I, I've already gotten one from America from a lady called uh, Natalie, whose address I won't put up on the web. But wow. uh, yeah. so she has sent me this, and um, uh, so yeah, you kind of fill so out. This, a, is, this is kind of audio gold, uh, almost. But I mean, obviously, <laughs> so, you can <laughs> you can apparently watch us on YouTube. But that is yeah. a, a beautiful. You can see there. I, I'm blur- I, I I was going to say I'm blurring. We're not that fancy. I have my finger over the you know <laughs> over the you address. Can see there's like a little code thing there, right? Okay. She sort of filled out that code and I'm, I am at the, at the end of the code. So I started doing this and just, I did it for generic things. And then I, I, um, I started reading about um, scripting languages. So, so the, I'm just, I'm just reading, a book, I'm reading some books about the history of language and particularly about how writing evolved. Mm. Um, it, it evolved from, essentially scratches in dirt or scratches in dust or, or rock really clay and stuff. Mm. Um, and one of the, one of the, um, one of the most interesting is, is one called Ohm. It's O-G-H-A-M. So mm. it depends on what you, what uh, history you read, but it's either a fourth an eighth uh, or 12th century language. Um, and it was, it's Irish, it's old Irish. Um, and it's, it's essentially scratches in in um in rock and the scratches correspond to trees and the trees correspond to pieces of the calendar and the calendar corresponds to pieces to, to particular types of of wood and the, the and they then get transliterated into the roman character you know wow. so uh, i was just really interested in this so i decided to to teach myself ohm i would write a postcard to somebody in ohm just why not <laughs> uh, it's so i did and um she she really liked it and she was like you know she wrote me this thing and it like became like the most popular thing on this post crossing website thing and she's like this guy from ireland did this thing and i was like oh, fine it's just scratches um yeah. so then i decided to start sending old postcards just people i cared about uh so i sent one to my mom mm-hmm. to my brothers you know and, and then, like you know you and uh, yeah, yes. so, like, yeah so yeah so i got, I got, I got a home. very very yeah. beautiful postcard it was it yeah. was so it was so unexpected and yeah very special uh, and because i've been away 
and if you're looking at the video you can you can see I'm not in my usual surroundings and I can explain that in a while but I came home to it and it's a long time since I've come home to post and and it was and it wasn't you know courtesy of air or bank of ireland or you know (laughs) someone i'd rather not hear from um so no it was very it was very lovely and uh beautiful yeah i'm i've been i'm very surprised uh at um my little hobby it it is elicited as a, a kind of a um yeah it's 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 been a strange reaction um but uh it's been good. Like, I mean, it's a nice hobby to have. And it's, it's, and, and there are postcards uh, winging their way to different places now, um, going down to Australia and, um, and uh, other places. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It's, it's a fun thing to do. And uh, you know, if, if you're listening and you haven't got one, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, become, just send us lovely DMs. You. you know, I was like, yeah, and each one is totally unique that's the other thing um there's no um there's no um there's no uh template to it so i just do whatever i but i'll just do whatever i feel like and for as many as i want because that, that's, that's the point of the hobby so um, obviously if you're listening and you follow us on twitter at and steve talk uh you know if you send us uh, a really 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 heartwarming dm maybe just maybe uh you might be earning uh a postcard from Steven. Steven's looking at me like, and no, that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. Um, I will give it a lash. I'll give it a lash. Um, yeah. Notice how I will have no work to do in this uh, in this offer. <laughs> but come here, team. We have gone back to to monthly meets, uh, and and this is the first Friday. This is April second uh, that we are going out. But. Um, I suppose a big thing we wanted to talk about today. It's 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 one of these things that happens every year, uh, which just happened last weekend, which is the hour going forward, the daylight saving time, and it it really has quite an effect on people. Just even just this movement of an hour, you you kind of feel. I'm talking to a few people about this, you kind of feel you're spending the next few days kind of chasing it a little bit, or when you gain the hour when it goes back in the winter time there's this luxurious the sleep just feels that little bit more special you know and um but you know there's a lot of different opinions on daylight saving whether it's necessary whether it's it's worth doing and almost everyone I talk to has a different opinion on it um which which reminded me of a conversation we had quite a few months ago we want to talk about today is is um (laughs) <laughs> something that happened when when Britain and well Ireland at the time in 1582 came in line with um the Gregorian calendar yeah so so like one of the recurring themes of this podcast is time and memory you know and um you had said like what 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 do you you know it, it, what, what would you be really interested in in terms of, of of uh of a topic and I said well I'd love to talk about um calendar-based riots you know um i'm fascinated by calendars i think i think um it's just one of these one of these uh parts of our lives that we never give any thought to but they govern everything we do you know um we are people of the clock in many uh in many respects you know yeah and, uh, we are and and when i when i think about that you know i um when i think about 
about that, I often think about the fact that, like, you know, there used to be a thing called Dublin Mean Time, you know, like Greenwich Mean Time. Okay, Dublin yeah, Mean Time. it was Dublin Mean Time. Dublin. Dublin Mean Time. <laughs> 20 past 30. Yeah. Leading or that. Anyway, yes, so, yeah, so there's that. Um, but just What think was about, Dublin Mean Time? Was it just a... Well, I'll tell you about it in a second. Oh, but, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry I thought we were skipping past that. Think about, think about calendars are, right? Hmm. So, so a calendar helps you delineate time. Mm-hmm. But um, to delineate any, anything means to make it a straight line. Okay. And for many, many years, um, time was not linear and it wasn't experienced linearly by many people. In other words, Friday comes before Saturday, you know, and comes after Thursday. Yeah. yeah. That idea of there, things are linear, things move in a straight line. Yeah. Um, there's, or, or, and it's binary, right? Like it's either Thursday or it's Friday. Yeah. Um, our brains are not set up to understand time that way. We typically understand time continuously. Yeah. Um, so there is no kind of, no such thing as Thursday, really. Like your body doesn't understand it. Like, have yeah. you heard of belly time? Belly time. Belly time. So, so uh, people when they're they wake up when they're hungry, and that's the morning. That could be four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, they 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 it's lunchtime when they're hungry. And yeah. it's dinner time when they're hungry, right? And they go to sleep when they're full, and that's and then they wake up when they're hungry again. And that, that, that's time. all good, yeah. So, so time is experienced subjectively; it's experienced non-linearly, mm-hmm. you know, by the by the human brain and by but by, by life. But but the truth about it is, time moves forward. It's it is a, it is one. It's the fourth dimension, um, and uh, you know there there are three dimensions plus time. Everything is wrapped up into it, and time marches forward at one second per second. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So. Uh, calendars exist and um they're about at least twenty thousand years old so in victoria and australia i actually went and visited the one of the oldest calendars um very 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 interesting um in 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 victoria yeah so so uh you know it's 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 uh, an area where they the reason that they had the calendar was to figure out uh, when to put down fish because they had um they had uh, fishing ponds and they, it was aquaculture. They were literally 20,000 years ago. Um, uh, the uh, first first Australians were um, sowing, you know, they were saying, this is where the fish will be, you know, um, yeah. which is pretty awesome if you think about it. But, you know, yeah. And then like um, Sumeria, the Sumerian um, uh, calendar ex- existed for many, many years. You know, um, there, and there were there were calendars in in ancient Scotland and in, in, in old Ireland, you know, all, all of that. Um, and these are all essentially um, lunar calendars. So they look at the, they look at the moon yeah. and they go moon big, new month, sound, off yeah. we go. Problem with that is we don't revolve around the moon; we revolve around the sun. Yeah. So a lunar calendar misses a lot. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you break your time up based on any kind of lunar time. You end up with like 350 days, sometimes 345 days. Mm-hmm. And obviously there are 365.24 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not ideal. It means every time you do this, you're losing a couple of days. Now you don't particularly care if you don't have to make sure that everyone is on the same time period. Um, but of course, at a certain point, we did. And um, and really where we come down is is um, the Roman Empire. You know, um, like like our our calendar is um, is what's called the Gregorian calendar, mm-hmm. but 
Rome used what's called the Julian calendar, Julius Caesar, like yeah. they used that for nearly 1500 years, I'm slightly more than 1500 years, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a really, really important thing. So the Julian calendar is like 300 days. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Yes. I tell. Yeah. So. 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 So it's a. It's a really. It was this idea that kind of every it was kind of out by about eleven minutes or so. Yes, that's wasn't right. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. So it kind of goes on, right? And um, even when they introduced it first, they realized that it wasn't going to be great. That they was going to miss things. Mm-hmm. And so every so often, um, Caesar Augustus brought this in. Um, every so often, you had to have a leap year, right? It, a year where there was just a couple more days built in. Mm-hmm. Which is grand. Um, so, so fifteen hundred years, no bother. Um, the Julian calendar. So, and ca- the ca- even cal- calendar comes from the, the Latin calends, which means first day. Mm-hmm. You know, so, sound. We're all Romans under under the time. So, and if you define time, anything that comes proceeds from your definition. If you're the standard setter, well, that's it. Isn't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, um, which is which is why I'm so interested in the history of plugs. But that is another podcast. Okay, so, we'll take note of that one. <laughs> so, um, it's a, I mean, plugs are a fascinating subject, really interesting. Um, but 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 going back to this, um, yeah. So we have this kind of weird moment, right, where the Julian calendar is clearly crap, right? right? It's clearly crap. We're we're coming up to the 15th century or the 16th century. We we can we've realized that. Hang on a second now hang on a second, we actually have a better calendar. It's called the Gregorian calendar. And it's closer, far closer, in fact, to the one that we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to transition. And then a bit like if you all decided to transition from driving on the left-hand side to driving on the right-hand side, yeah. there's a few people who are like, uh, no, don't do that. Or if you transition from the Angelus to not the Angelus, like just some default setting that people... I suppose like, like, like the metric or the euro. Metric, euro, kilometer, <laughs> smoking ban. Pick a yeah. thing that just everyone has to do and then yeah. all of a sudden you can't do it. Yeah. So anyway, 16, or 1752 comes along, the 11th of September, 1752, and Britain says, you know, the most powerful nation on earth says, all right, lads, it's like this, we're switching over. We're, yeah. We were, we were going to have, um, we were going to have um, uh, uh, March the 21st, but now we're just going to move it forward. Okay. Yes. Now we're going to move it forward. And when they did that, when they did that, the world lost quote unquote 11 days mm. yeah so so um yeah, they it was brought like the, it in the second yeah. of september to like exactly. the, was the 12th yeah. the next day or something like yeah. that yeah yeah so, <laughs> so it was the second and then, then it became the 14th so oh, they moved forward okay. 12 days 12 days yeah, so yeah, yeah. And people went mad <laughs> but people thought there were riots people went crazy about this they're like no, no no hang on a second you told me yesterday right it was wednesday yeah it is yeah wednesday the second of september yeah and now it's Thursday the 14th. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> and, you know, people, people went, you know, they got pretty annoyed. There were a couple of um, uh, protests. Um, some people claimed there were riots. Um, and, you know, there were, there were people going, you know, saying, give us our 11 days back. Like they felt like they'd been nicked yeah. and robbed by, by the king, you know. And uh, of course, there were some unscrupulous people saying, you know, well, well you, you didn't work. <laughs> He didn't work a month. I'm not paying you a month. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of annoyed, like, and you know, and 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 the reality of the situation is, um, the reality of the situation is that um, uh, Europe had switched over to the Gregorian calendar about a hundred and 
I think 70 years before, um, before everyone else. So it was only Britain and Ireland that had to change over. So we were kind of way, that was a reason for changing over. It didn't Britain, make sense. Britain was slow to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, and it was a Pope, was, it was a Pope who changed as well, which always, so Gregory is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Gregory wasn't a Roman Emperor, he was a Pope. Oh, actually he was the Holy Roman Emperor at the time. But anyway, we would understand him as the Pope. And um, yeah, he, he kind of, you know, moved moved over uh the, the, there is this wonderful story about this geezer um william willett right. uh who who he wagered that he could dance non-stop for 12 days and 12 nights and he started dancing you know on the 2nd of september and then just stopped after midnight and he was like i win <laughs> yeah he got on his bed <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> he got he made that money like he made that money in fairness to him yeah. he made that money so that's cool um you know and we've always kind of doing our own thing with respect to time mm. you know like i said the dublin mean time so uh uh dublin dublin mean time is um it, it's it's this idea that ireland was about 25 minutes um you know behind britain <laughs> so, really so, yeah yeah we really we really had it yeah yeah we really had dublin mean time it was a it was a thing you know irish people being there's all these famous pictures of irish people being stunned by clocks you know like oh you know and this is this is in the area where where irish people were depicted as like thick paddies you know who didn't really understand what was going on yeah. so yeah um it was just one of those things where where yeah uh, you know dublin mean time was a thing um and it was a thing until uh, 1916 um, really? Yeah, there was actually an act of parliament. Uh, it brought Ireland into line with Great Britain. And was know. it specific? Like, was it all of Ireland was under Dublin Mean Time? Yeah, yeah. So, so when when Ireland was still part of Britain, they passed a law to say it is now eight o'clock everywhere in the British Empire. You know, get over it. Yeah. And of course, then, <laughs> then of course, it being nineteen sixteen, the Irish were like, uh, no feck off, we're going to be 25 minutes later if you like, you know. So it became as political football. and Yeah, so Dublin meantime was a thing until I think the 70s. So yeah. That is amazing. It's a whole thing and it's got a really interesting history. It's got a really interesting sort of sort of moment, you know, um, where where like, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I yeah. It, it, it's one of these kind of weird things where people get annoyed about things. <laughs> Do you remember during the crisis, the government tried to give us all cheese? Yes. Right? Yes. A bit like that. It's a bit one of these like, that's a bit crazy, isn't it? Like how are we having these discussions kind of things. Remind but, me of the cheese story because I remember it, but I don't, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, the story was quite simple. Um, uh, there were lots of people who were uh, nutritionally deficient. Mm -hmm. uh, you know and, and that that's still true mm -hmm. and it's probably better that you have milk bread eggs cheese etc um yes. and so the plan was to and then we we we've loads of extra cheese because nobody was buying any cheese so the point was well, okay you have people who need cheese and you have people who have lots of cheese so why don't I have the government buy up the cheese give it to the people makes loads of sense yeah. apart from the fact that it's so easily lampooned right literally had so there's all these cartoons of brian cowan you know mailing easy singles through some <laughs> letterbox you know and yeah it just yeah you know there, yeah. there you go there you go it's you know? it's it is um though like just this idea of um 
of, of I think it's quite interesting talking about this phenomenon when we're going through something where the world is being kind of realigned on a lot of levels that it's going to be studied you know let's say for the rest of our lives I say this period of time the effects it's going to have and the changes it has and um and like when you do something like that like change the calendar uh and and the unrest that comes with it and, and messing with time as well time is for many of us is um it's it's like the ground under our feet. You, you don't you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> People can feel what's well, the time is out of joint, as um as Hamlet says. And it it, it a funny thing happened there um a, a few months ago. I, I noticed online there was a lot of talk of spring. Spring. And there's a lot of different schools of thought on when spring begins. And I'm curious, when would you have considered spring beginning, either from where what you're taught in school or from your family concept or even now what when would you say spring begins uh i can honestly tell you i never give it any thought (laughs) because for me for me Mm -hmm. the only times that matter are when i'm in semester time so i live in semester time Mm -hmm. so right now it is it is in fact a break so this is this is week 10 of term yes um but, but it's not actually week 10 Week 10 is next week. We're not teaching this week because this is Easter week. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we are not teaching. And so therefore it is week 10, but not 10. And next week will be week 10. And then we have week, week 11 and then 12 and then we're finished on the 19th of April. And then after that, outside of those times, I have absolutely no idea what day it is. I'm not <laughs> sure. And I look at the calendar, I go, oh, okay, fine. And then, yeah, it's... Um, it's really, really, really weird in, in that um, the only people who have the same experience that I've come across mm-hmm. um, are uh, Benedictine monks. And one of my good friends is a Benedictine monk, and he's told me that he tells time because of the way the songs sound. So in the, in the spring, the songs that he sings sound totally different to the songs they sing in winter, Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the hymns themselves have uh, a rhythm and the rhythm is dictated by how the writer thought about the seasons. That's yeah. how he tells time. And for me, it's semester time. Um, yeah. But if you speak to me and like, okay, the semester will be open what, over in what, five, six weeks, I will have no clue when it is, if you know, if you, if you know what I'm saying. I won't it's- have a good sense. I'm pretty sure I've I've said this before in this podcast because uh, I sometimes um, have done work in UL. I've done work in Mary I with um, directing the students in their theatre produ- productions. Um, my wife Jenny works in UL, and I often meet people who talk to me in week numbers, and yes. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, and and it's, it's like I keep dipping into this universe where people go, "Well, it's week six. I'm like, "I that means absolutely nothing to me." I like, "What month are we talking about?" You know, and it's I think it's funny where you like that. Every microcosm has these ways of telling the time. Yes. And the thing around spring is my memory, and it's it's a bit <laughs> hazy, but my memory in school was that um, it, like um, spring was February, March, April. Mm-hmm. Summer was May, June, July. Autumn was August, September, October. And uh, winter was um, November, December, January. 
Now, seasonally, <laughs> uh, August is a lot kind of more summery-ish and um, also February is a lot more wintery-ish. And yeah, a lot of people will go, no, no, spring starts March 21st. Our spring, you know, our um, autumn, November is the autumn. Do you do what I mean? Like there's a lot of this, like we break it up into these three, uh, these four, three month periods yeah. that are quite arbitrary and yeah. and i realized what i was taught was ultimately the celtic uh calendar oh, which right. if you think if you think about it in bulk is first of february bridget's bridget's day and in bulk is 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 spring uh-huh. and then we go into bialtana which is may and then we go into lunasa which is in august and then we're into Samhain which is November uh, you know and that's actually how the year is divided up in the Celtic calendar which is obviously what we've kind of anecdotally figured out was that but that's just belly time for the country right do you know exactly it's not it does not correspond to the weather at all and let's face it we don't really get delineated delineated seasons as such but What's funny is uh, on social media, yeah, because we're connected to a lot more countries, people are like, why are people talking about spring? It's not March yet. And, uh, you know, all this stuff. And and what I thought was very interesting when you sent me the articles about this changing, like New Year on the old Julian car- calendar was March 21st. Mm. That's when, the, and which is, if you think, spring. And if you think of it as well, uh that is a good time to start a year when everything's waking up again and that the year is kind of dying in the winter and ending. Whereas our year starts in the dead of winter. And yep. <laughs> there is there is this feeling in January, like, yes, it's the new year, but it, why is it so... It's not, it's not exciting. People, no. people get excited in September, which is kind of term time, which is the new new things are starting classes are starting even if you're not even if if you're taking up a hobby or if you're taking up a new skill things start in september and i just think it's mad that our year in this gregorian calendar which is in time with the sun (laughs) but doesn't really work with our seasons no it doesn't work with our part of the world either (laughs) um the the aboriginal calendar is broken up into six Okay. Parts. And some of the parts are actually broken up into different phases. And the fa- and it's basically about when you should be moving around the place and when you shouldn't. Okay. And uh, when you should plant crops and when you shouldn't and so forth. And very, very, very interesting, really interesting, deeply scientific. Um, you know, it's all, it's all empirical. It's like when you see this and that, when those fish are there and that flower is flowering, leave. Because if you don't, There'll be mosquitoes everywhere. And everyone will die. So don't do that. Get your ass out of here, you know? Yeah. Um, if you see this and that and the other thing, floodwaters are coming. Pack everyone up. Bounce. You know, now's the time to gather stuff to trade. Gather stuff because the weather's nice. Chill out. You know, if you want to exchange things, now's the time. It's a really good idea. It's very clever. It's very scientific. I like it. You know, very. I, I, there's a correlation. If this and that then the other I think it's very cool and it's kind of, if, if you think about it as well and I know like obviously in 
countries, certainly in Southeast Asia, they they think in in hot season, rainy season. They don't they don't think in four seasons because they don't have them. And uh, I I'm sure you found this in the time you spent in Australia, where you're watching all the Western stuff at Christmas time, which is just snow. And yeah. it's like this is not corresponding to what I'm looking at outside my window. And Halloween, <laughs> everyone's bright. It's wearing yeah. shorts at Halloween. What's happening? <laughs> But yeah. it, it's this idea of, I suppose, trying, you know, a- applying something globally, which doesn't quite match up with everyone. Santa's going, is he really, you know, <laughs> on a reindeer? It's 40 degrees. <laughs> We're going to eat pizza on a beach, you know. And you realize there's, you- there's a lot to be said for a very hopeful, bright happy festival in the depths of winter and the darkness you know how necessary christmas is when you're in the northern hemisphere yeah. <laughs> when you're in the southern hemisphere it's like what are we doing <laughs> you know they have they have christmas in july um in australia so i think it's a pretty nice tradition mm-hmm. it's more like a thanksgiving giving me kind of like oh yeah we could go and do this whatever kind of thing it's, it's not it's not the worst idea to be honest um and yeah, I've I've often thought, you know, different cultures have their own feast days, and it's it's based around the calendar. It's based around these the time of year, you know. Um, and we're coming into spring now, or are we in spring? I don't know. We're in week ten anyway. I'm not going. Oh, going week, week ten. 10. Of course, I was about to say it feels <laughs> like week ten. <laughs> look, look at the daffodils. It's clearly week ten. You know. <laughs> oh, I. But I also feel like I'm this alien who is constantly, you know, in this universe of 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 week number university speak. Where I'm going, what are you talking about? And I'm the only person confused. Um, but no, we. I think we're quite healthily in spring. The hour has sprung forward, Indeed. and as I say, spring forward, fall back back um for the for the clock but it's yeah it, like you realize it's it's so much around your own experience say as a country or that and as I was saying earlier like Christmas is so important because otherwise you're in the the winter solstice which is like the, the longest possible night you can have in your country and um you really need a festival that's that's lifting the hearts and and warming the hearts and gathering people together and and that and of course in Australia, um, you know you need that in July. You don't need that in 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 the depths in the height of summer, and and similarly like Halloween, which which is that our own Irish festival, which has been exported and gone huge around the world, is around you know going into the the darkness of winter and in, that idea of going into the twilight when um things are getting darker and and everything's dying and where you kind of even reflect on the the those who have died as well you know kind of the month of the dead and all that stuff yeah and that makes sense if you're on a uh, a windswept rock in the North Atlantic, <laughs> but I, you know, once again, Australia, <laughs> Halloween. Like I know it's become something totally different. It's become completely different. But um, it, it's funny to kind of think of this, uh, these idea of how time works on a global scale, but also how it how it works in in our own countries and our own communities. Yeah, and. Uh, I think, I think time is fractal, which means that it, you experience it differently at different levels. Yeah. Um, 
so so i think at the at the individual level time is it doesn't move linearly like you often hear older people saying like i don't feel 75 mm. i don't look 75 i don't feel 75 you know mm. and i feel i feel as was i was there you know your subjective experience of your own aging is not linear you don't wake up going i'm a day older today you know <laughs> not a thing like jesus you look wrecked from yesterday you know <laughs> you you and then you move up you, you you experience your family and your loved ones at you experience them entirely discreetly so you know um your child grows up they have their communion there's a wedding they move away you know this kind of thing and then you look back and it's only when you look back after a wedding or something and you go oh my god look, this massive tra- transition has happened you you consider things around around a transition and then you think about things at a community level that's where the large scale events like christmas and so forth come in and then at a national level it's it's typically event based again but they're kind of strange events mm. they're very different you know sometimes societies remember things through disasters you know sometimes yeah. societies remember things through like like large scale strange events like like um for example the granny when she came walking around limerick there mm-hmm no one in Limerick will ever forget that. Do you know what I mean? But that's, so that's kind of a cultural memory that exists now. And then you think about, think about the level of, 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 of time passing that exists at the sort of, you know, continent level. And then all of a sudden you're into geologic time. And like the, the, the idea that, the idea that that sense could scale up from an individual organism, you know, human, rabbit whatever like some little <laughs> yoke doing its thing you know yes. wandering around trying to reproduce itself you know and then up all the way up uh, at a higher level i i wonder how um i've often thought about maybe we can do another podcast about this um about the idea of tragedy you know so tragedy is as, as revelation so you, you know you think about it um Oedipus and Jocasta, you know, you think about um, all the all the great Greek tragedies. They're all about revelation of the human experience, but through, through like fairly dreadful experiences. Pretty bad. Wait a minute, so you're bad. me, ma. Yeah. <laughs> Killed me, da. I married Killed me, ma. Killed me, da. I rode me, ma. There's a bunch of kids. The only thing to do is to stab my own eyes out. Um, but yeah, so so so, and tragedy, you know, tragedy is, is all about revelation. So. We learn about ourselves through tragedy. And it's that thing, like what it is, it's it's you're using the event potpourri and post some event to reveal the underlying structure. Mm-hmm. You, know, you were saying like, oh, well, we don't, what are we going to take from COVID? Well, COVID is like literally everyone's event now. It's our JFK, it's our 9-11, right? Yeah. It's this thing that just like exists. It's caught in our memories like a, like a feckin' super tanker. <laughs> Yeah, which they just um, freed, by the way. Yeah, did they? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fairness, yeah, I have been following that. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it, it, I think it's just one of those things you can you can wrap on about it all all day, but um, uh, maybe it's best not to. It maybe it's best not. To. Oh, I do. It's funny talking about kids or that. Like I do find when when friends have kids, it's a really good way to measure how long it is since you've seen someone. Yeah. Because you say, "Oh God, it's been years," and like it has been 
this long as in this human has grown this much since i last saw you you know and, and, your baby has appeared yeah, <laughs> you know and uh, and even that you talk about kind of animals experience of time like i i've this thing like you know we walk our dogs give a decent walk say once a day but like there are times when i i step out into the hall and my little dog gets all excited and i'm like what's wrong like are you mad like you've had your walk today like <laughs> you know she's obviously not thinking that she's like i'm going for another one and i'm like but do you not understand that it is a day and you get your meals and, and you go for your walk and then and then you chill out or you hang out and but i realize she's not experiencing time the way i expect her to yeah my my granny um my dad's hey, mom yeah. you're don't you realize it's week 10 chill out <laughs> my my granny say um like she, she was quite invalided at, at the end of her life and she used to say uh you know i i feel like i'm 18 of my entire life ahead of me you know and you know i know kind of concept around that because i'm like young and you're really old granny what are you talking about i didn't say that but you know i couldn't get my head around the idea that this really old woman in my eyes, who who had lack mobility, felt like a girl inside. Yeah. Do you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah, but time it it doth march on, and it does in our case here too. Time is is dictating that we we wrap up for yeah. this month, yeah. the month of April. Um. So uh, so thank you, Stephen, for for pleasure. a lovely chat. My absolute pleasure. And look, that thank you very much for um putting up with me. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> it, it is my blessing and, and and my curse. No, it is a, it is a joy, a joy. Actually, and I mean, I don't know if anyone watches this on YouTube. You might you might be looking at my surroundings, wondering where I am. I'm I actually have the joy of being in Galway, working on a theatre piece that's been filmed. So, and it's actually Roisin, lovely Roisin, who we were talking about a number of yes. months ago about trying, yes. you know, buying house and that Roisin stuff. She's written a piece called No Woman is an Island All About Loneliness. And I'll keep you posted. It'll be it'll be broadcast online at some point, but it's a work in progress and it's really fascinating. So I'm directing that. So okay. and I'm way beyond my 5k as a result. I'm in Galway by the sea. Ah. I'm gonna be getting the hate. I'm gonna be getting the hate DMs now. Are you, from me. <laughs> from you directly. You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the Arr. ultimate burn and ohm and ohm slag. Now I need to get a book to figure out how badly I've been burnt. God, it took know. me a month to get that uh, that insult there. Listen, Stephen, in yeah. best luck in week 10, 11, 12 until yeah. until next week we talk. Mind yourself. Mind yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. Get Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at Anne Blake 78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.